All right, gentlemen, are we ready? We are ready. Begin. Okay. We'll see if anybody notices. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. I am the Spoony Bard, Neil Cordray, and I'm joined this week by... The Edgy Ben Reader. Mike the Dragoon. Okay, yeah, um... So we're back to one of our uh, to one of our quote final episodes unquote. We realized something um, in our attempts to do a Final Fantasy retro- series retrospective. None of us have played Final Fantasies two or three. <laughs> See, here's the thing, you know, it works out perfectly because now we can organically recreate the experience of going, what the hell? This number isn't the right order. Yes, there is something to that. So today we're talking about Final Fantasy two. I mean four. I mean what? Yes, number. Uh, <laughs> yeah. See, and this was the first one I really ran into. Uh, I didn't play Final Fantasy one until after I played Final Fantasy four. Yeah. And, and the next one we're talking going to talk about because I can talk about it at the very least. Final Fantasy five was my first real Final Fantasy game. Yeah. See, and seven was the one I just first one I played obsessively. But interesting. I have a fi- I have opinions about seven. We all have opinions about seven. Yes, it is the most. It is very, very much a divisive game. So tonight, in so Neil, what are you drinking? Yeah, in, in celebration of uh, of Final Fantasy, I am drinking a Phoenix Down, the recipe for the before the before the week is as taken from thedrunkenmoogle.com, a half shot of absinthe. A half shot of Jägermeister, two teaspoons of simple syrup, one splash of grenadine, and uh, club soda. Um, that you you want to loche the absinthe with the club soda and simple syrup, and then layer in the Jägermeister and grenadine. It's supposed to make it a nice kind of layered pick and drink. I failed, but it tastes damn good. Uh, <laughs> it's a pretty color. It is a very pretty color. Nice little red color, white being stone. Yeah. So. So we're talking about Final Fantasy IV. Um, right. So one thing that's interesting I, was, I wanted to see is, what was your first experience with, I mean, did you buy the game? Did you see it at friends? How did you first? I have a story for that. Yeah, my, uh, <clears throat> my first uh, experience with the game, well, I, I got it for Christmas. Now, granted, this... Uh, for some context, this game came out in 1991 originally. This was the original Super Nintendo version when it was still Final Fantasy II. Uh, and I didn't realize I was missing out on two other Final Fantasy games because they hadn't made it stateside yet at yeah. that point. Uh, and it wasn't until Final Fantasy VII came along where I was like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> Wait, what happened to, <laughs> what happened to 4, 5, and 6? Yeah. <laughs> right? so, that yeah. was kind of funny. I, I have no idea. I, I do want to know who was responsible for that Madness. Not the best PR, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, so this was, of course, also when Nintendo Power was in its heyday, and I was a proud subscriber as a kid, as was my older brother. Uh, and power. so yeah, yeah, I saw I saw the game previewed and stuff, and you know it seemed pretty cool, and I was excited about it. And then uh, I I got it for Christmas, and it ex- more than exceeded my expectations. It blew my mind. It was so much. It did so many things. Uh, differently and expanded the scope so much when compared to the first Final Fantasy, because again, for American audiences, for North American audiences, I guess we could say, 
that is all we had to go on was the first Final Fantasy for the original Nintendo. So not only is it as you know, it's, it's double the bits. It's 16 bits instead of 8 bits. Woo-hoo, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but there's just so much more going on. Uh, you can have five people in your party instead of four now. Everyone has their own distinct like, character class, essentially. Like yeah. Dragoon and White Mage and Black Dragoon? Mage and Summoner. And... Dargoon? <laughs> Dragoon. I said Dragoon. You, you, whatever. Pretty sure yeah. I said Dragoon. Well, the playback will, will, the playback <laughs> will, will, uh, will help me out here. <laughs> okay. Well, you meant Dragoon. I got what he meant. Yeah. Anyways. Anywho. Yeah, there's just uh, there's just a whole lot more going on. Yeah. Uh, more spells, also, and and I think magic points is a much more elegant system than you can use it this many times a day because it was blatantly ripping off D and D spell magic levels. Well, it was blatantly de- de- ripping off Dragon Warrior, <clears throat> which was blatantly ripping. Well, that's off, true. Yeah, uh, there's a there's a there, whole like Russian so, nesting doll situation here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, how old were you when you played it? Uh, well, let's see. It, it was, was pretty much what? when it came out, so... 92? Pro- I think it might have been the year after. It came out in 91, so... Um, I was about seven years old, maybe? Oh, my God. I, that's what I was about to say. What, seven? Okay, so... Yeah, I mean, I was six when yeah, it came out. I, I would like to point out I am the youngest here. I was two when the game came out. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ben. You feel older. But like I said, I am slowly turning into a younger version of you anyway. I just need to... I've got the chair now. Now I just need to go out and get a litany of weird jobs. <laughs> yeah, you got some catching up to do. Yeah, you got some catching up to do. I'm still going to work on a farm. Yeah, another, another, weird, military. another weird random memory I have of that is uh, playing around with the menu. And how you could change the menu. You had like a whole RGB thing where you could do all sorts of weird colors and stuff with the background of the menu, which just blew my mind. Oh, and also you had the the portraits of the characters that looked like actual people yeah. instead of just like a little blob. Right. It is worth pointing out to anyone who hears this po- who hears this podcast in the future. All hail Demon Chocobo. Um, it, there, that's an inside joke that some people will get. Okay then. So I'm not one of those people. It's something. It's something in the speedrunning community. Right. Uh, so so. Um, my first encounter with it was um, when you were seven. Um, <laughs> there we go. And I was two. <laughs> and you were two. I was in my mid twenties, um, and we had a we had the uh, we had the console. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Super Nintendo was. J- j- this is another aside. Super Nintendo was, I think, maybe the best console. It's one of the best consoles of all time. Yeah, it's really good. So, but you know, we we didn't really feel like spending all that much money. We what twenty, thirty bucks? Because that was a lot of money back then. Uh, no more than that. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, that's my point. Is that it was? Um, so we would go to this place called Blockbuster. Now, what Blockbuster did... Uh, <laughs> my mom worked for Blockbuster, so we would rent Super Nintendos. Yeah, we used to rent Super Nintendo or the <laughs> Super NES and, uh, or, you know, when the new systems came out, rather than actually buy them. So, yeah, it was one of the ones I rented. I need to check that. Be right And so, to me, the idea of, oh, I'm picking it up late in the game, BFD, <clears throat> it was my first, you know, as, and then suddenly I'm going... Oh my god! Because this was the most character-driven game oh, yeah. ever. Because I had been playing, we'd been playing, you know, uh, you know Mario Brothers, uh, you know, or uh, you know, and uh, and Link, you know, we've been playing Zelda, 
And I'm Link. sorry, you were yeah, playing Link. <laughs> playing Link and Zelda, you know. I, my my characters, my main characters were you know Mario and Link, and no development whatsoever. Right. All they got was new powers, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. There was no role play. And then suddenly here is Cecil, who is you know a dark knight. Uh, By the way, spoilers throughout. We're not going to try to do non-spoiler for a game that is literally twenty-six years old. Yeah, I was going to say. In fact, in general, like we, I don't think in any of our game retrospectives we have cared about spoilers. Right. (laughs) Usually, yeah. So yeah, this is you know to me this is. This is character development. Yeah. This is, you know, I'm a villain and now I've got to turn into a good guy. Yeah. Well, and, and put it in perspective here to kind of sum up the difference between the narrative and development in this game and just the basic archetypical stuff from the first one, which plug plug, listen to the first episode for the original Final Fantasy, you can contrast yeah. that. Um, in the original Final Fantasy, it just said, hey, what do you want these people's names to be? In this one, you had people that had first and last names. Yeah. Although you didn't really know their last name. You didn't learn the last name until the end credits. Yeah, yeah, standard yeah. disclaimer. But that being said, everyone had an actual name, and you could keep it or change it if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good idea to actually keep it. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, so things didn't seem well, I, I will, really Well, I will say this. I, <laughs> I did the thing that I did for a long time with every... Um, Every RPG I had, because um, I grew up on Zelda, so my main character was always Link. Ah. I'm, I'm, so yeah, Cecil was Link. I was tempted to name Palamon Porm Thing 1 and Thing 2. <laughs> <laughs> and those for, those who aren't in the know, they are the young prodigy uh, white and black mages. Palam is the girl, Porm is the guy. And the girl is a white mage, and the guy is a black mage, and this kind of Chrono Trigger style. This is a little before Chrono Trigger. They can do this twin attack where oh, they cast like Flare and uh, something else that I can't remember off the top of my head. We will talk about Chrono Trigger too. I know oh, yeah, it's a there fun, will fancy be game, episode. but Chrono Trigger. Right. And this, that was one of the things I liked about Final Fantasy mm-hmm. was you had white magic, black magic, mm-hmm. and it, you know it was. Support, you know, healing, support, and then you had, you know, fuck, fuck up their day, yeah. and then you had summon magic. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's actually a big plot point in the game, is some of the magic involved, yeah. which is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you had ninja magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, which is much the same, mm-hmm. only a ninja is casting it. Yeah. Right. I will, I will digress a little bit here again. <laughs> I apologize for keeping mm-hmm. on doing this. Yes. Because um, I have played a little bit of 2 and 3, I just haven't played nearly enough to... Know them. Talk about it for an hour and a yeah. half. Yeah, yeah. We, I, I, and I'm the only person that's played any any of them. Um, Ever three. Um, I want to say it was three. Introduced jobs. Yeah. Um, which was the precursor to Final Fantasy IV's. You know, you have the monk and you have the ninja and you have the sage and the because these were all jobs in Final Fantasy III where anyone could be the monk. Or the ninja, or the you know the black mage. And five takes that to a crazy extreme. Oh man, I I'm looking forward to five too because five was when I started playing Final Fantasies actually. But Final Fantasy five has holds a special place in my heart, but not as big as a special place in my heart as six. But yeah, that's that's a thing that's worth mentioning is if you played four and you're like I love this, but I don't like that everyone's locked into a particular thing. Play Play Final Fantasy five. Oh my. Because every single person could be any job. Yeah. yeah. You can master them all if you have the time and desire to do so. Or a, or a game genie. 
That too. Right. Another callback to the uh, the golden days. Oh yeah. <laughs> the olden right. days of gaming goodness. The game genie with its physical books of codes that yeah. you can subscribe. Anyway, <laughs> enough nostalgia. <laughs> should, I feel like we should have a nostalgic, nostalgic video gaming uh, episode at some point soon. Right. Maybe one of gaming accessories would be fun. That could be fun. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. Um, so FF4. A lot of groundbreaking stuff. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, I do like how they had to censor it a lot. Um, you Spoony Bard is the best. Uh, <laughs> the best example. Spoony is. I thought that was a translation issue. No, it was not. It was a massacre of the, uh, uh, which is a which is a trope. Massacring something <laughs> is um, is. Is, I kind of already know what it is just yeah. by the name. It's hitting. It, it it is censoring something beyond the point of recognition. It sounds like vulgar uh, English almost. Um, well, yeah. it was named after a guy who did a lot of uh, anime adaptation uh, adaptations and translations back in the back in the early early days. I um, named I can't remember what his first name was, but Mace was his last name or Mason <laughs> or something along those lines. Right. Uh. And he would. He wouldn't even look at the actual Japanese script. He'd just write one. <laughs> uh, so, you, Spoonie Bard, is a uh, masecurization. What Tella is actually saying to Edward in that particular situation is, You fucking bastard! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I need to do a timer real quick. Okay. We'll be back in a second. All right, sorry for that weird moment of silence. Ben had to go cast Nuke. I hope everything came out okay. Um, <laughs> Well, you know, you cast the spell and then you die. That's how it works. <laughs> Jesus <Christ>. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second here. You know there's a fan, right? I have lots of fans. God damn, Ben. <laughs> fan is right in what the name. What did you eat? <laughs> Other than we, the bratwurst you know that you <laughs> That is a rhetorical question. Huh, but in any case... Um, so, yes, uh, what were we actually talking about? Magic. 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 Summons, ninja. Right. This is, uh, I wonder if this, was this the game where summon magic was first? I played it about 50 million times, so you can just ask me. Yeah, well, I don't know. Was this the first game with summoners? Oh, the first game with summons. Yeah. See, that's hard for me to say because I didn't really play two or three. Okay, Google. Which Final Fantasy game <laughs> first saw summon magic? You uh, live research. Uh, I, I would like to point out you managed to okay, you managed to okay Google my uh, <laughs> Final Fantasy three summon monsters. Okay. All right, sounds about right. I had a feeling. No, was... I'm asking. I'm asking. Okay, Google. Oh. <laughs> there were summons in Final Fantasy three. You had Chocobo, Shiva, Rama, Ifrit, ah. Titan, Odin, Leviathan, and Bahamut. Which are all in Final Fantasy IV. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna, but just about to say, actually, the first, uh, when you get Rydia, or Rydia? Rydia. Rydia? Uh, so it's like Lydia, but with an R. Pretty much. So just think Beetlejuice. Got it. <laughs> For some reason, when I was a kid, I mispronounced a lot of that stuff. Because, I, I, I mean, I played the game when I was like six, so you know. I thought uh, Choco, Chocobo, I pronounced that like Chuckaboo for some reason. <laughs> this was the first game of Chocobos, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. No. yeah. Well, well, no, that was, that was two. Yeah. They've been around a while. Man, we, we just missed a lot. Yeah, we did. We, we missed a lot of firsts by not playing this game. But then again, so did everyone else, because they weren't really stateside yeah, for years after the fact. 
Right. Well, that's another that's another reason why Final Fantasy IV, aka two, was so uh, so much of a mind fuck because you had all these first just crammed into one game from your perspective because you didn't know that two and three were a thing. You're like, yep. holy crap, summons and all these classes and yeah. all this new magic and chocobos, chocobos and yeah, just about the only thing that has been a concept since the first game. <clears throat> has been mention of a character named Sid and airships. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also uh, ATB, the active time battle system. That was brand new in... That was brand new in 2, in uh, not 2, 3. Mm-hmm. Um, but first... first well, the wiki page says 4. Song, song 4? Scene? Song? Sid? I thought... It, I Okay, I could be wrong. Keep in mind the two and three that I played were the DS remakes that used yeah. ATB, so yeah, I could be just they, they implemented a lot of newer features with the remakes. Like yeah. for example, mm-hmm. if you play the mobile phone version of the original Final Fantasy, you're not going to have an ineffective attack against an enemy that doesn't exist because you already killed it. Which right. I kind of liked <laughs> actually about Final Fantasy One. It became anyway, a weird meta game. Yeah. 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 Well, it's all so, Final Fantasy though. Yeah, but we're not talking about Final Fantasy Four. This is as bad as our first episode of Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> so back to Final Fantasy Four then. Yeah. Uh, so plot-wise, um, you are going out and you and you have to kill and you have to take the bomb ring to the to the village of summon of summoners and then you kill them all and you save the girl and then you go on a quest of self-redemption and well first you go to the um, you go to the one village and take their crystal. It was all about taking the, the crystals. Yeah, it was getting which the crystals. becomes the village hidden in later. the mist. The right. city, yeah. Yeah, not exactly creative in the names, but you know. Mm-hmm. And then you go back, and because you question the king, you get stripped of your captainhood out, out in the. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? That's one of the first yeah. boss fights. Was that mist dragon that turns out to be Radia's mother? Well, mm-hmm. Radia's mother's primary summon, which kills her mother when you kill the dragon. Right. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. And Close then, enough. <laughs> and then she gets pissed off and casts Titan, and you get knocked out and yep, wind up in that village. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's also the first game with a hover car- with a hovercraft. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. In fact, I think it might be the only. No, nope, I guess Final Fantasy VIII kind of had a hovercraft in the form of the garden. Right. Oh, that's a big ass hovercraft. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That's a helicarrier. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine right. taking that thing through a drive. <laughs> Anywho. Um, Man. So, yes. so I, th- I feel like this is just the second episode where we talk about Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah the entire yeah. series. We, we actually kept it to one pretty well. Right. Yeah. Well, see, the thing about Final Fantasy IV, one of the things I loved about it was it, it really hit hard on, the t- on redemption and self-sacrifice. You have characters sacrificing yeah. themselves left, right, and sideways mm-hmm. yeah. all the way through, starting with the twins. Yeah. And then Tella, and then... Um, you know, Edward, to a certain extent. I thought he was dead um, yeah. after yeah. he helped you with the Dark Am. Oh, and Sid. Yeah, but yeah. then, you know... I mean, Sid jumping out of the thing in I the underground. I mean, I still don't understand how he's supposed to survive that, but because fairies, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because fuck off, he's Sid. Because <laughs> yeah. he has... Yeah. His name because is, he has a beard and a, and a hammer and will fuck you off. He's essentially right? supposed to be well, a dwarf. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's like one of those things of, I can jump out of this, I've got a recurring role clause in my contract. <laughs> you know, I'll be yeah. back in the next one. It was... <laughs> 
<coughs> I'll be back before the end credits. This was, um, it is pointing, worth pointing out that Final Fantasy IV did get a sequel, although it was not the first Final Fantasy game to get a sequel. I think the first one was actually Final, Final Fantasy X with X2. Yeah, that's right. Followed very closely by Final Fantasy VII Dirge of Cerberus. Yeah, it's more yeah. of a, a, it chronologically happened afterwards, but I wouldn't call it a sequel per Final se. Final Fantasy, yeah. Uh, in any case, yeah. Final Fantasy IV got a sequel, and yeah. pretty much everyone shows up in it except Tella, because he's dead. Indeed, yeah, he's dead. pretty much the only person that stays dead. Yeah. Yeah. At everybody else gets revived. You know, him and Eris. Yeah. Uh, everybody else gets revived. Everybody else gets <laughs> better. <laughs> yeah. Like Yang theoretically dies oh, yeah. in this in the tower. I mean, he's of being battle. taken care of by the fairies underground. He, um, uh-huh. And Rydia, Sid, uh, and, yeah. Yeah. Well, Rydia because dies and then rejoins your party after aging nine years so that she can be legal. Ten years, I think. Yeah, whatever. Well, nine, no, nine. Because years. hey, we can't have an underage character. That's weird. Right. Well, that's a little too, too on the nose for Japanese schoolgirl porn. But well, you did fight a tentacle monster <laughs> <laughs> when you went yeah, through the cave, which was after the hovercrafting. When you still have Edward, that useless sack of crap, in your party, you got the mind flayers and Tella. Yeah. Yeah. That was another thing, too, is they had unique boss fights in that game. Like, when you fought the octopus dude, um, you would, like, target different tentacles. Oh, no, there's a lot of octopus yeah, dudes. But there's, <laughs> only one, there's only one who had a name. Right. This was not a named... This was just, you know, if he appeared in the credits of the movie, it would be octopus dude number one. <laughs> right. But, yeah, you know, as usual, common sense applies. Cast lightning, kick his ass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you know what's going on with elements, like, most of the fights are not going to be a problem for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At least until Tella dies. At which point the game gets way harder. For and me. also, uh, if you're Kane, just always jump. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you do a crap ton of damage and you can't be targeted while you're jumping. Right. Not Dirty to mention, always, you always need to jump on Zephyr because when she's tur- when she turns into the tornado with just the head and long hair sticking out, she can't be attacked by anyone except for Kane jumping. And right. yeah, he's kind of like a. Uh, Shall we talk about like the a four human elemental uh, fiends? Yeah, the, the fiends, the, the four fiends. Because that's an original concept. Oh, wait, no, it isn't. <laughs> Final that's... Fantasy One did it first. Right? Yeah. Well, crystals have always been, you know, and then the crystals, crystals are, are usually a big thing. and Yeah. Oh, a couple of things worth noting here. Um, in the first Final Fantasy, it was orbs instead of crystals, and it right. is actual crystals now. Although, I think that was, oh, a, no, it was, that was a localization thing. It yeah, was always they, crystals. They, it was Japan. always crystals. But for some reason, they did orbs in America. I have no idea why. But uh, Because yeah. they were circular in your menu? I don't know. Who knows? Oh, another returning thing from the first Final Fantasy, uh, not having enough characters, which is why you, in, in, the, in the words for spells, which is why you have Meteo instead of Meteor. Yeah. <laughs> Running into a character limit on things, which is always kind of funny. Yeah. But hey, it's, you know, it's like twice the bits, twice the characters. <laughs> yeah. Because it's not like a limit of, like, three yeah, at least Yeah, at least we're not stuck with, in, like, like in Final Fantasy I, which was Fur 3. Mm-hmm. Or Blitz <laughs> 2. Like six of them now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> BLT2, yeah. What? Very, I got very weird. I just threw a sandwich at that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's uh, some, some. So, fun. yeah, you, you are getting things and then end up going to the underworld and get more crystals. Oh, that also continues the trend of named things because instead of just the Fiend of Fire, the Fiend. Of, well, no, that's not entirely true. There were names for certain boss fights. Like they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Cully or Carrie for some Carrie, reason yeah. in the uh, in the yeah. American version. And Lich. Oh yeah, Lich. Yeah, as opposed to the Earth Fiend. But yeah, they have weird names for the uh, for the fiends. There, the Fiend of Water is like Canozo. Cognoso or something Cog- like that? Yeah, Cognoso. Italian? <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of Cogliostro from Spawn. Yeah, yeah, it's Cognoso. <laughs> uh, C-A-G-N-U-Z-Z-O. If I'm remembering it right. If ever there was a Final Fantasy spelling bee, that would be difficult. You would just... Can I have it in a sentence? No. The king was secretly Cognoso in disguise. Uh, Which yes, that's why you're do, you're doing all the nefarious things because the fiends are trying to collect all the crystals. Mm-hmm. Because as usual, they are very powerful MacGuffins spread throughout the world. Yep. Oh, and airships—that's still a thing. Airships, yeah. In fact, in this game, you get an airship, then you get a second airship, which then gets a drill attached to it and drills into mountains and takes you underground. Yeah, this is another cognoso. Cognoso, yeah. This is another thing that's cool about well, Final Fantasy IV. actually. N-A-Z-Z-O. Cognoso? Yeah. And then you get a spaceship later. Yeah, well, that's the thing. is, it's a, well, Okay, let's, let's unpack this. There's a lot going on. <laughs> First, you're just walking around. Then you get the hovercraft thing, and you can like go over these little like shores, these little rocky areas, but you still can't go over water or anything. Uh, and then you have... Um, then you have an airship, mm-hmm. and then you have the red airship, which is, attaches a drill to it, where you can go which fly over. Ground. Yeah, and then you have to like pimp that one out so that it can fly over lava because of the extreme heat. You can't, you couldn't go over the lava areas. Right. And then beyond all that, <laughs> which reminded me of, wait, the floor is lava. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're actually playing the floor is lava. <laughs> which also is another thing when you when you navigate those caves, there are areas that will damage you, so you'd have to cast like float on your party to avoid that, which I thought was amazing. So uh, yeah, yeah, the the four elemental arch fiends, by the way, were uh, arch fiends. That's yeah, Cognasso, uh, Scarmiglione. That's the earth fiend. Yeah, um, Barbaricia. That's the and Rubicante. It is Rubicante. Yes, there is an. So I guess somebody had it out for the Italians. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yes. I don't know. It's like, they're fiends. Let's make them Italian. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and the Japanese can get away with that shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, because if, if an American game company did that, oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. People have been getting away with Lucky Charms uh, for years, so who knows? <laughs> Yeah, but that's racist against the Irish. They're used to it. Yeah, they're white. I mean, well, Italians are used to it too. Yeah, I can say that half of my half of my ancestry is Irish. Uh, <laughs> Anywho, the other half is German. So I'm just yeah. Kind of, uh, oh, and then of course, what tops tops it all off with the the modes of transport is uh, there's like a super duper hidden crystal that is then used as a navigation device for a giant fuck off space whale, which yeah, is never really whale. explained. Yeah, it's like yeah. Godzilla style at the bottom of the ocean, mm-hmm. and it like floats up, and you get in it, and not only can you fly anywhere in the world, it will take you to the moon. To the right. moon. One of these days, Alice. Bang zoom. Yeah. I'm gonna ride a giant space fuck off whale straight to the moon. <laughs> yeah, space whale. To the moon. <laughs> yeah, it's some weird shit. Yeah, I and think some drugs were ingested during the creation of this game. How many times, and how many times in the series, does the overarching threat come from space? Um, that's a good question. Four and eight, seven and seven, and <laughs> uh, to a certain extent, twelve. Isn't seven kind of a technicality, though? 
Because it's, um, like, meteor is coming from no, space. No, but the but, thing is, Sephiroth is also an is also uh, derived from alien cells. The ancients were oh. aliens. Genova was was a space was a space alien came in a a space wizard did it. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that's kind of silly. Yeah, um, huh. eight. Uh, yeah, twelve to a certain extent. I haven't played much of nine, so. Well, they like to infuse all that space stuff in Godzilla, which is a big part of Japanese mm-hmm. popular culture. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow. So. Final Fantasy IV. Yeah, Final Fantasy IV. Wow. <laughs> Giant Space Whale. We are good at not being on track. Whee! Whoa. It, it, it doesn't help that I haven't played four in such a long time and have very fragmented memories. That goes to the point that they make the actual major villain is from the moon. Yeah, and yeah. also, how many times do you, get, do you get faked out as to who the actual villain is in this game? Oh, a lot. Right. Well, yeah, actually, it's how many times does the villain turn out to be a good guy... Who's being controlled, or for the or or for it to turn out that the villain is actually the villain's is actually the next boss's dragon, right? Something like or that. yeah, or you know, or a <laughs> member of your own fuck off family. Yeah, there's like there's like eight or <laughs> yeah, eight or nine different. Alert. Well, who seems to be the main villain most of the game? Yeah. Lopez is actually Cecil's brother. Dun dun dun. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. like eight or nine different <laughs> uh, different. Ah, uh, you thought uh, you thought that he was the you thought he was the villain. <laughs> uh, it's like a more sophisticated version of the princesses in another castle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you may have defeated me, but I only work for a greater evil. <laughs> because they're very stubborn, the, the fiends basically have you fight them like two or three times. <laughs> like three they just times. can't get enough of that ass kicking. Although I do yeah. gotta say, I do love how, well, the, the fiends get, do get stronger. <coughs> yeah. But, and to get back to the fiends, I do love, I actually really liked Rubicante. The, the He's my favorite He's, yeah. He was, he was classy. He, he was, was a classy dude. Yeah, he's yeah. the one that would, that would heal you because you just got your ass kicked. This is not a fight. Yeah. Here. It's like, it's like, let's, okay. make this, let's make this more sporty. Yes, you just got you just fought a Frankenstein monster doctor man. Oh, he yeah. kicked your ass pretty hard because he was actually a really Very tough creepy. fight. And here I am, after a cutscene, you do not get to heal, so I'm going to be nice. By the way, in 1991, cutscenes were an exchange of text. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a text where you I saw have more sophisticated cutscenes in Ninja Gaiden for the original Nintendo. Oh, man. Well, Nin- Ninja Gaiden was like one of the first games ever had cutscenes. Yeah. yeah, that was. Anyway, let's not get yeah. too off topic. I just want to throw that out there. But yeah. Um, yeah, cutscenes were a new thing. As, uh, you know, I would say this about Rubicante, though. I think it had less to do with his sense of fair play and more to do with his pride. Because he's like, if I just wail on you when you're almost dead, it's like I didn't accomplish anything. I feel like it was a sense of fair play. I think it was a little both. Yeah, yeah I, I think it, I, I think the, the fair play, I, the pride, his, I, I his feel pride like he was written him... as a samurai. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think I think uh, his pride would not let him engage in anything less than a fair, fight. a fair fight, a good fight. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, it's like this. What well, is? It's like he became Inigo Montoya. I would do him <laughs> yeah. a tenant. Otherwise, I will not be satisfied. <laughs> You're not wearing a hurry. <laughs> I think that, that scene we're talking about bears a little closer examination because this is one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen in a Final Fantasy game and probably still is, where you come in there, you see the setup is that there's this ninja prince who's the heir to this lost weird ninja kingdom thing. Uh, Don't ask questions. Yeah. It's Final Fantasy. There's ninjas in a castle for, for some reason in the middle of nowhere. It makes no sense. Well, it's a ninja kingdom. 
Right. Makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, if you Whatever. could see it, it wouldn't be the Ninja Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, anywho, uh, you have Edge, who's the, you know, ninja Pretty prince. badass, guy. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was an amusing character. Anyway. He had throw. Throw is the most powerful skill in any game. Yeah. So anyways. So, yeah. Um, you come in, you find he, Edge. Yeah, he was, he was wanting to avenge his parents, and that's essentially all you know at that point. Mm-hmm. And you, co- you come in just in time to see him get his butt kicked by Rubicante, the Fiend of Fire. And um, then what happens is he, you fight him to a standstill, and then he like teleports away in his cool little flame thing, kind of like Ghost Rider style, which again is why he's the most badass of the four fiends. Yeah. Uh, Even then, if it was really just, you know, red-colored diamonds because this is a still Super Nintendo we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, but it's still actually, really cool. And actually pretty early in the Super Nintendo's lifespan, too. Right. Yeah, but still, this is... This is it's pretty know, cool for its time. Yeah. Yeah, the guy had style. He had flair. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Okay, fire. Oh, I know. Oh, I'm fired. <laughs> See, now I got you doing it. Anyway, uh, he um, so he, he fight you fight to a standstill and he kind of retreats away and he tries to like you know cave the place in on you. But before that happens, you encounter Edge's mom and dad who aren't just murdered. They're turned to these weird freakish things by this Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein type guy that yeah. you fight before that. And it's like you see them like kind of somewhat still sentient and they're talking to Edge and they're all very melancholy. It's all depressing. The sad music plays Mm -hmm. and they're like just fading away into nothingness. They're just like dying these horrible, painful, weird deaths. And yeah, it's very, very disturbed stuff, especially when you're like seven years old. I have to take it from you. I didn't play the game until I was 14. Uh, (laughs) There's some some heavy themes. Just saying. But even then it was it was impactful. It was just like going. Well, these bastards suck. I'm gonna enjoy killing them. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, the definitely the game definitely got some some good pathos. Yeah. And I can't remember. Do I just always misremember this portion? Aren't you supposed to lose to the paladin? Uh, yeah, your reflection. Yeah. Yeah, you climb the mountain and to become a paladin. That was another. Don't you thing have to like let it kill you? Well, it doesn't actually kill you. You just don't attack it, and after a while, it stops attacking. Uh, yeah. It's like this. It's weird. This weird uh, metaphor of like you know letting go of your hatred and you know. Defending instead of attacking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You like really defend or cast cure on yourself or whatever, mm-hmm. and then the fight just yeah. ends. Yeah. But by the way, I, I don't care how evil it is. I want that friggin' sword. Which one? Or, well, the, when you yeah. fight your evil reflection, he does the crazy like shadow blade attack. Oh yeah, that was so awesome. Yeah. I was like, where was that when I was a Dark Knight? I wanted that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dark Knight. Yeah, but you didn't get to do that cool ability where you like shot all this crazy shadow stuff everywhere. Yeah. Oh, right. You didn't because you played the Super Nintendo version of Final Fantasy 2. It you. was in Final Fantasy 4. Fuck you. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. The, I believe the, you. The game did have, have localization issues. <laughs> um, yeah, that, yeah, you didn't get all the fancy toys. Exactly. There are a lot of gimmicky fights to kind of piggyback off that idea. Like, when you go into the land of summoned monsters, which, by the way, what a trippy experience. You're just walking around the town, there's just all these monsters of various types that you've seen. There's like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Hey, it's like up? as friendly as can be. Hi, I'm, I'm Goblin. You've killed thousands of my kin. Hey, I'm in. Uh, oh, no, don't be afraid. I'm, you know, do you want some tea or something? Yeah. Like, just the most casual <laughs> shit ever. You want to buy some swords? <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, man. stranger. Yeah. <laughs> I need to buy some potions. And then you had to fight the Queen of Summon Monsters, right. Asura. Right, and that was the gimmick I was getting to, is you just cast Reflect because she has this magic... Well, you cast Reflect on her, she'd cure herself, and then she'd reflect it to all of you guys. Yep. And then the King of uh, the king of Monsters was Bahamut. Leviathan. Bahamut. Well, oh. King of Summon Monsters was Leviathan. Yeah, but 
the granddaddy of all summoned monsters is Bahamut. Yeah, Don't and that's where you you fight him on the moon. I just meant the king of the the village. Yeah, the king Leviathan. there. After you beat Asura, you have to fight Le- Le- Leviathan. Right, and Leviathan's a bitch. Yeah, real pain Hence in the, the ass. The name. <laughs> Yeah. yeah I, I, Wasn't that like a countdown thing? And then when the countdown ended, he would just flood you. I so you had to like kill it, him yeah. really fast. Yeah, I you had like a gone. minute and a half to beat him. Yeah. And keep in mind, he wasn't just letting you wail on him for a minute and a half either. He was attacking you. Right. Yeah. He was just trying, he was trying to kill you right back. Yeah. After haste. a minute and a half, he was like, "Okay, I'm I'm bored. Okay, bored now. Killing you all." Yeah. <laughs> haste is your friend in that fight. It's like, although it was still called fast at that point yeah. in the original release. It's like the Odin uh, summon in Final Fantasy uh, in Final Fantasy V. You had to beat him in two minutes. There are a lot of cool, like, uh, kind of hidden summon moments in that game. Like, if you just played through the game and didn't look, didn't explore, you wouldn't get a lot of the cool stuff. Yeah. And uh, of course, that was one of them. Is even going to that that lost like. Summoned monsters, whatever the hell they called that place, the yeah. the kingdom of summoned monsters or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wouldn't get the Asura or the Leviathan summon if you didn't go there. And then uh, if you went back to Baron Castle and you went to the throne room, you'd, you'd hear the spirit of the deceased king who was murdered and replaced by the the fiend of water, yeah. Kanazo or whatever. Uh, and that was the Odin summon, and that was a similar deal where you had to do enough damage in him in time, or else he would just cut you all in half, like yep. as he is wont to do. <laughs> and that was a cool summon. Yeah. Although for it wouldn't work on certain high powered monsters. So that was yeah. Lame. True Edge. That was how I uh, <clears throat> that was how I ground for things in Final Fantasy V. But I digress again. <laughs> but again, that's a perfect example of like how that game would uh, it would have like substance and narrative where usually there wasn't. Where it, like in previous and older games, they'd just be like, "Oh, hey, you found the secret thing. Here's your reward." But in this game, it's like. You're wistfully going down the empty, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like throne room of your this person who was like your mentor your entire life who's been yeah. murdered, and then his spirit's like talking to you. And there's this big emotional moment and everything, and he like, you know, yep. it's like a reverse thing where the king pledges allegiance to you, mm-hmm. and it's actually like a very, you know, very how the heck long have we been talking? That's 25 minutes on this one. Yeah. I don't know how long we've been talking. We'll call it another 20 minutes before we're out of time. Yeah. Yeah, um, a lot of cool stuff like that. I should really just start setting a freaking timer. Uh, <laughs> so amnesia is also a big part of... In- yeah, that's another big trope, sure. Yeah, but yeah, it's like, you never know who, you know, just like in any of the Final Fantasies, oh, you're getting- the villain, you're the villain, you're the... Oh, wait, you're a good guy? Also, <laughs> another thing I realized as you talk about that, because we talk about Leviathan and amnesia and all that, there's a point where before you're cool with Leviathan. Mm-hmm. Leviathan attacks, I forgot the provocation, but he attacks the ship, everyone's separated. This happens a lot in Final Fantasy games. The whole shipwrecked, separated thing right, yeah. happens a lot. I just want to put that out there. It's another Final Fantasy trope I see a lot of. Right. I missed a thing. Oh, well. What'd you miss? It's in at least three other games. Uh, Working Theory Productions actually got ex- invited to go to Extremicon, and I missed the mm. uh, invite. Breaking news. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that was happening last weekend. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, I got invited yeah. because Lebanon Megacon got canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Not yeah, that I had anything to sell, but still. Um, but still, but it was yeah. It's one of those things that you know, Final Fantasy is big about amnesia. Mm-hmm. You know, people forgetting who they are. Um, this one was the biggest one about redemption. Although seven is a little bit about redemption. Yeah, there's a there's a good there's a healthy chunk of that in seven. Maybe. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say this one is probably the heaviest on the redemptive themes. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it was last weekend. <laughs> oh well. Sorry. That's right. 
Um, but, you know, the thing about this one, and this is, is one of the ones where the swords, this is something I, I blame a lot on Final Fantasy, especially on Final Fantasy VII, where the swords are improbably huge. Now, it's uh -huh. one thing when you're dealing with sprites, uh -huh. but when you're dealing with, you know, semi-realistic characters... You're still dealing with sprites. Still dealing with, to a certain extent with sprites. Well, primitive polygons, if we're talking about seven. Yeah. Well, no, we're talking about four. And that's what he's saying is four with sprites. Yeah, four with sprites, mm -hmm. which I can ex I can understand. You're going to exaggerate certain things so that you can see. Yeah. But that never stopped happening in the Final Fantasy. <laughs> well, I, I should point something out. Mm -hmm. Big ass swords was not unique to Final Fantasy. Well, of course. It wasn't unique to Final Fantasy, but it's the one that, starting with seven, it, it popularized the trend to an extent. Well, no, yeah. the trend was already popular in Japan, is what I'm saying. Well, yeah. exaggeratedly large swords was all. Well, within the context of video games, yeah. I think it's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah, within the context of video games, and that's what I would see at when I was LARPing, because in the, in the mid to late 90s, was everybody wanted to have Cloud's Buster Sword. Everybody wanted to have a huge, <coughs> a huge fuck off blade with all kinds of points and spikes and. Where it started, <coughs> another because I can't I can't stay on topic tonight mm -hmm. uh, was at least that I the 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 youngest example of big fuck off sword that I can think of was um, was Guts's uh, Demon Slayer sword or Dragon Demon Slayer Dragon Slayer I can't remember <laughs> from Berserk uh, because it was it was it, it, of course the thing is Berserk they actually mention. That it's a stupid sword. Yeah. It's too big for anyone to to be able to properly wield. <laughs> well, see, and I had to deal with I had to deal with in you know LARPing because the Buster Sword you know from Final Fantasy VII was so easy to make, straight, straight, make an angle at the end. Yeah. You know, give it that tanto look. And oh my God, we used to see guys show up with these massive blades and you know in, in and basically what it was is. Long length of PVC pipe, lots of closed cell foam, um, and then open cell foam to, to shape it. You know, because ah, the big sword means I know what I'm doing. I'm no, going. the big sword. The big sword means I have reach. No, that was the thing that we taught them. You've got a big ass sword, and it's once I'm inside your reach, you're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> we, we, my um. You know, because they thought it was it was what made them badass. It was the sword that made them a badass. And we made a point in, in, in one of our LARP, LARP groups. Um, guy would show up with, you know, a big-ass sword. Um, and we would, you know, some of us would go, okay. We would come at it with paired short swords. And they would laugh at us because they thought they, thought they had reach. And, yeah. you know, we would run it, run it, you know, block, run in them, on them, and then, you know, just wail on them. <laughs> yeah, I know a machine gun, but you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, uh, I, I, I can, I can relate. I went to, I went to Anime St. Louis, I'll do it, um, we're, this is a fun digression. Um, Anime <coughs> St. Louis, uh, when I finally talk about it, um, they, they, the main reason I go there is because there's a boffer group there called Sleeping Samurai. I've got a crap ton of sleeping samurai weapons. Um, this year, I bought a wakizashi, which is really not a wakizashi; it's a tanto. It's about <laughs> it, it's it's like maybe a foot long blade, mm -hmm. and um, I mostly fight with a, with a naginata. Mm -hmm. um, 
And people were like, it's no fair, you've got reach. To which I said, okay. I throw, I toss them my Naginata, pull out uh, Katana and Wakazashi. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You ready? <laughs> right. And the thing is, yeah, you just unless you practice with re, with a reach weapon, because mm-hmm. it takes a completely different skill set. You, all I did was as soon as the person said go, I just blitzed them mm-hmm. and got way inside the, the the blade before they had a chance to even. Or you knock think. Your, yeah, you knock the you knock the blade out of line, and it's going to take them a minute and a half to bring it back yeah. in line. And um, you know, it is. And I just you know hit him with the. And the thing was, I only held the katana because I didn't have two yeah. tantos. Because otherwise, I would totally go that with twin knives. Like, right. Well, that's and that was that was the point. I had <laughs> one guy, uh, he came up, you know, and I, and I knocked the blade out, and he, you know, he's like, oh, I figured this out. So he comes up with the blade behind, you know, down and down and low. And I'm going, oh, a sweep. <laughs> he swings. I duck under it, pop back up, run up, poke, poke. <laughs> you know, and he's like, well, crap. To his credit, though, this was... Yeah, that's the thing. Is, is This is where you start separating the... I played way too many, you know, role-playing games on video games, and I think physics works the way, you know, yeah. it does on, on, the, on the video games. Because after that, he never showed up with that sword again. But he showed up with... And he became one of the best swordsmen I've ever, you know, I've ever fought against. But, yeah, it's just this whole thing of... The bigger the blade, and the more pokey, more elaborate the blade, the better. Sorry, Michael. Uh, you know, I don't have just... a whole lot to contribute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is well. This is this is part yeah, of yeah. This whole... digression needs to end, though. Well, this is this is part of that whole thing of you know having done a shit ton of things. Because mm-hmm. uh, I used to also go to SCA events where it was bastard sword versus you know bastard sword and great sword versus you know hand hand and watching those guys fight way different. <laughs> But yeah, it's I don't know. Yeah, I blame that for you know for the for the you bl- you blame Final Fantasy IV for for big ass for giant swords. Okay, yeah. So to steal a line from Total Biscuit and try an attempt to get us back on track, welcome to, uh, to welcome to the Geek Fantology podcast. We do occasionally talk about whatever the hell our subject happens to be. Uh, <laughs> well, to tie back in, there's a lot of unique weapons. Yeah. In that yeah. game, because there are a shitload of different characters. You One of the first games I think with the named Excalibur. Yeah, yeah. There's actually well, uh, and actually, of course, with with uh, when you talk about unique, you know, well named. Did they stuff. call it Excalibur in the original Final Fantasy? No, uh, I don't think so. In the original Final, I think they just called it. I don't know. Let's find out. But Final Fantasy Excalibur. Because I know there's a little rat tail thing and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But that was of, just for the thing. Speaking of, oh no, that was the connection. Is you get a rat tail. You get a rat tail thing to get Excalibur in Final Fantasy IV. Yeah. Yeah, but since airship Enterprise. Oh, that was a... It was and a, High Wind. Yeah. Yeah, that was a... Um, well, in, in Final Fantasy IV, you have to get special material to have it forged, and it's for, forged by one of those... Dwarf, this Dwarven Mastersmith who's, like, retired uh, underground, which, by the way, this also this also reeks of traditional Japanese... Uh, like you know the this the cloistered retired huh. katana smith guy like right. you know you see him kill bill and all this other you know all these other stories and movies and stuff yeah. like that trope is definitely you holy know, crap visited. no excalibur has actually been in there from the beginning it was the ultimate night weapon which I'm looking at it pretty freaking awesome it had um, it counted as being all of the elements 
Okay, okay. So they did call it Excalibur yeah. back. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, thought that and was a thing. Masamune was also a, we- a weapon in Final Fantasy uh, One, which didn't realize it went back that far. But they become the Masamune and Murasame. Is that how you say them? Uh, Murasame. Yeah. Murasame. Those are ninja blades that yes, you can yeah. get, and if you combine that on Edge, wow, he's a friggin' blender mm-hmm. of murder. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Uh, yeah, it's pretty insane because he uh, It's also an, an ability. Um, Excalibur, yeah, yeah, in some games. So yeah, um, there's. Uh, let's see. Just going down the list, you have the short, dual short swords that Edge wields. You have the traditional long sword, broadsword type thing that Ke- that Cecil has. And then you have Kane's lance as a dragoon. Yep. You've got a rod, Feridia, and Invertella. And, uh, and then Edward has his harp. Yang just, you know, bare fists. Well, no, he, you got claws. Oh, that's right. It. He's got Wolverine-style claws. Yeah, he's, he's got, got guitars, essentially. Yeah, he's got guitars. That's right. He's got claws. I forgot about that. Although, you know, he didn't need them. No, either. not really. He could just <laughs> kick their ass with his fists. But, yeah. but they're interesting because there would be ones you could get that would have special things like elemental effects or put them to sleep yeah, or whatever. Like the dragon's, like the dragon's claw, or, yeah, the dragon's claw was fire elemental and the There's fairy's cat claw. claw. Was, and, yeah, the cat claw, that was right. Cat claw was poison elemental for yeah, some reason. Yeah. Right. It's like rabies. It was cool having a bunch, well, I think it's cat scratch fever is the idea, but... <laughs> oh, no, they're, no. they're Nugent fans? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, another digression. Cat scratch fever is an actual it is an actual ailment. Yeah. It's uh, it, it is. That's a great it, trivia question, by the way. Yeah. It, it is just cat scratch fever. Yeah. That can talk. It's, cat scratch fever, a real thing. It's a bacterium that's carried in cat feces that tends to get under their claws when they bury their shit. Wow, that song just took on a whole new. When life. they when, and when you get scratched, you can get infected with it, and it's actually really, really nasty. I've had it like four or five times. Well, fecal matter does tend to spread disease. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I've had cat scratch here like four or five times. I would get it from uh, from being close to our cat box uh, because I'm particularly susceptible to it. So when I had to clean it out as a kid, I would get sick like once a year. Would you also become hot blooded? And have a temperature of 103? No. <laughs> he didn't check it in the seat. Uh, but rookie mistake. Yeah, but, it, it, but it was nice because it eventually did, I actually got a doctor's telling me I could no longer clean out. And telling my parents I could no longer clean out the cat box. Every kid, it was nice. <laughs> every kid's yeah, dream. Yeah. But, no, Mom, I can't clean out the litter box. Doctor's orders. Doctor's orders. <laughs> the accepted documentation is right here. You're right. But, um, but yeah, and then with the, with the end of it, I mean, there, that's, the other, that's another thing about Final Fantasy, is people die, but but not really. Yeah. You know. Um, few people unless your name is Tella or Aerith. Right, yeah. Tella or Aerith, you know, you're dead. You know. Yeah, Aerith. And, uh, I don't know why I got pronounced, why I got uh, localized Aerith, but no, it was the other way around. It was localized as Aeris, A E R I S, but Aerith is the original Japanese version. Well, it's, well, and, it's and, cooler you know, as Aerith. I like the I, I like so. the, the one meme, you know, of uh, the Final Fantasy, you know, Final Fantasy VII remake, and then uh, you know DLC, you know. Uh, you get to that point where she's about to get skewered, and uh, for five dollars, Eris can live. Yeah, no, for forty nine ninety five, you know, sea of money. <laughs> I always thought she was useless, so she can die. Man, fuck you! She was part of my main party. Also, Tifa is the correct option in that love triangle. So <laughs> you're correct there, because you can. She is like the the tomboy fun. You can have a drink with her and is a badass at the same time. Whereas 
Aerith is just kind of like, oh, hey, look at me, teehee, want a flower? Boring. <laughs> anyway, like, Final Fantasy IV. You never went on a date with Barrett? Uh, what? You can go on a date with Barrett. Is this DLC? No. <laughs> you have to meet very specific criteria for the date instead of being Aerith or uh, Tifa. Oh, no, I think I... Was this a gold saucer? Yeah, and the gold saucer okay, date. Yeah. Anyway, this is a big divergence, so back to Final Fantasy. Before. Yeah, I was going to say, because... <laughs> um, so, you end up going to the moon because there are moon men who want to kill all the people. Right. <laughs> that is the. And then come to find out, you're half Moon Man yourself. That, that's the Sparknose version of of the the plot synopsis, I guess. Right. I hope you can see this because I'm doing it as hard as I can. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are Secret Moon Knight the whole time. Yeah. And exactly. twist. Yeah, and you know, and then you're you've been fighting your brother the whole time, which you know, better than making out with him, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awkward. Awkward. But uh, yeah. Yeah, and then Skywalkers. So it turns out that this guy you hadn't heard of until the final act is actually the main bad guy. Well, he he's the he's the refinement. uh, Yeah, because you've been fighting Zemus all this time, um, or he's been he's been the the driving factor behind all this, and then you you, they beat him, and then he turns into Zeromus. Which is the... By the way, the, the depiction of him looks like a kabuki theater thing. It's really odd. Like, uh, Look at this. <laughs> I may be, maybe I'm I don't, I never got... I never actually fight, quite beat the game. I got... Oh, yeah. I got bogged down like I do in a lot of games. I may be a little off base, because I'm no expert, but he just looked really weird. Right. Well, and it's, and it's like... Uh, uh, yeah. Two of the characters... Go, uh, your brother... Gobez and Fusuya. <coughs> Fusuya, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, they, they end up fighting him and then getting their asses kicked. And Fusuya looks like Rip Van Winkle, by the way. Man, that's a glorious beard. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, and then they get their asses kicked by Eurobus. And it's up to you to fight him. And by the way, when, when you... Uh... <laughs> When you when you beat him the first time, where it's like it's not the real fight, it's just like a little prelude, and then it's like you know it's kind of like at the end of those horror movies where it's like oh he comes back for one last scare kind of thing. Right. <laughs> well, there's this funny little thing because the sprite animation was so primitive back then. You would see he's laid he's laid down flat like he's dead, but then like he starts to move around and it looks like he's like doing the worm or like humping the ground or something. Like his <laughs> like his butt just kinda like goes up and down, up and down like really fast. Right. It's like he's having it's like somewhere between a worm, a seizure and, and dry humping the ground is hilarious. <laughs> so I, I I'm sorry, but I have to I have to say you're wrong about the whole Kabuki theory. Okay, he doesn't well, it's been anything a like a Kabuki character in either of his forms. Well, sorry, uh, he is creepy. As maybe fun. the wizard behind the curtain could be. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, he looked really fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, he definitely <laughs> he definitely looks weird. Just Kabuki, no. But yeah, it's just you know you fight Other him, you fight him again, then you fight him again. You yeah. know, and it's just like, oh my god. When is this fucker gonna die? That's some really some of the coolest uh, boss music ever, by the way. The whole yeah. soundtrack is great. Although well, in a later episode we will, you know, we will get to the best boss. We'll get music to the best and, soundtrack. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Still, uh, I I always mess up the pronunciation, but Nobuo Yumetsu. Nobuo Uematsu. Yeah. Who is awesome as always? Yeah. Who yeah did all of the music for all of Final Fantasy like ever. 
all of the things. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he has some really great music. In the, the only game. time he hasn't been single-handedly responsible for all of the for all of the uh, uh, music was in the MMOs, where he was yeah. a major contributor. Right. I would say I think Final Fantasy IV has some of the best battle and boss music in the series. I love the boss fight music in the game. Yeah. It's so dramatic. Um, still not six. Uh, <laughs> no, it's still not six. You but, and you're also sense. looking at a game at a game at the very beginning of the life cycle of the SNES, and right. a game at the very at close to the end of the SNES. It was three years later cycle. when Final Fantasy III, quote unquote, actually six came yeah. out. Right. Only three years, really? Yeah, ninety four. Shit. I also got that game for Christmas. <laughs> oh man. I remember the the marketing the marketing <laughs> campaign in Nintendo Power had Mog kind of leaning like James Dean style on a dagger. Like all cool as shit. Like hey, that's on the, that's on the box too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mog, oh man, first playable Moogle. Yeah. Um, were Moogles in Final Fantasy IV? They were not. No. I, so they first appear in in five then. I believe so. Yeah, Unless they right. first appeared in one of the ones we didn't play. Yeah. No. So yeah. Um, so was that mess of digression fun enough for everybody? Everything except the sword fighting, which I had no idea. Mm. Right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's where it leaks over in the real world. Either. Yeah. Um, it'll be a while before we get to five. Um, yeah. Just we hadn't done a Final Fantasy episode in a while, and we still got some. We still got some fallouts to do. Yeah, you know, we still got two more fallouts to, t- men- to mention. Um, so you go back to the bigger picture on four. I would, you know, my my kind of uh, quick. Thoughts, my quick reactions to it, to summarize it all, would be like, you know, really good story, characters, narrative, a lot of firsts. Um, and and uh, at uh, the time, it was the first. Yeah, it was the first real character development role playing game. Right. Oh yeah, it was. It, it, was, it had so much that was brand spanking new. Yeah. And my main problem, I'll admit, I never much cared for four. But the problem was I played five and six before I played four. Uh, right. That is a problem, yes. Yeah. So I came into it looking at... It feels too restrictive. Yeah, it's like... Those. These yeah. were the things... Yeah. Here, so this was the game that introduced the things that were built upon and fucking perfected in in five, six, and Chrono Trigger. It's like playing early <laughs> Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior, yeah. after playing all the Final Fantasies. And it's also weird with the Final Fantasies is after a certain point, they would expand their options... But then around seven, they start narrowing them back down. You don't That's have as why much. Why I didn't armor. like seven. It's a conversation for another episode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, because we are probably out of time uh, if we haven't gone long. Um, final thoughts. I do. I do recommend Final Fantasy IV. Um, it's still one of my favorite in the series. It's still a yeah. good story. Yeah. I, I will say this. Um, Complex. I, I will say this. If you have played later Final Fantasy games. Um, it's better than seven or eight or ten, or seven, eight, ten, or twelve, in my opinion. It's not as good as five or six. I haven't played enough of nine to have built an opinion of it. I will have by the time we get to nine because after, because I can talk about every other Final Fantasy game after this one. Yeah, it's hard for me to say if it's better than seven or not, but my instinct would be to say yes because I feel that narratively it's a lot tighter. Yeah, seven. We'll get to seven. Yeah. Oh, it also bears mentioning because at this point, all we've uh, done episode-wise is to the first one, much longer game than the original oh, Final yeah. Fantasy. Um, if you played the original Final Fantasy and you're trying to get a, a barometer here, this is like, you can put 
20 to 40 hours in it. Whereas the original Final Fantasy is pretty straightforward, pretty quick game. You can put 10 or so hours. Yeah, in. it's at least right. twice as long easy. Yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy 4, and especially if you if you take the time to grind. If you find all the secret stuff, yeah, it's easily take, 30 or, hours. Or secret, yeah, yeah, or a secret hunt. Right. Uh, if you decide to if you decide to cheese it with a pro action replay or a game genie, you can probably beat it in seven or eight. <laughs> um, by, say that about a lot of by giving yourself um, by, by giving yourself level every time you kill a monster. Um. Oh, also a fun <laughs> bit of trivia. I think uh, in this the original Super Nintendo North American release, they still called Phoenix Downs lifes at this yeah. point. They hadn't busted out the Phoenix Down term until terminology yet. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Speaking of, that was a very delicious drink. I do highly recommend it to anyone who likes to have drinks recommended to them. <laughs> I couldn't say that about the Golden Lasso of Truth last week. It was okay. <laughs> it was good, but then, like, it was too big a drink for how it tasted. It needed to be a shot. Well, the positive side is it accomplished its effect of having to be brutally honest about what you thought of the drink. Yeah. <laughs> right? uh, so next week we will talk about other things. Um, and then I think two weeks from then we're going to talk about Spider-Man. Because Yay. it will come out by then. Yay! Or two or three weeks from now. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's TBD. And three weeks from now we'll talk about Spider-Man. Yeah. So n- next week we'll talk about something. The week after that we'll talk about something else. And then we'll talk about Spider-Man! <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, this is Ben Neal. The one, True Ben. And Mike. And we will talk to you next week on Geek Fab Mythology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter A in the number 120. Opening theme is Prelude by Nobuo Oematsu, used by Fair Use. Ending theme is March of the Mind by Kevin MacLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us, either by donating at our website or on Patreon at patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought. I was going to try to work in one more brought to you by the number two, no, I mean four, joke, but I couldn't find a way to work it in with my current number and letter method. Oh well, I guess the joke can just go unmade. <laughs>